0: chapter 10 of sowing and reaping by francis c w harper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 10 mary gough i think said paul clifford to miss gordon that i have found just the person that will suit you and if you accept i will be pleased to see you safe home bell thanked the young grocer and gratefully accepted his company belle returned the next day to see her protege and found her getting along comfortably although she could not help seeing it was sorrow more than disease that was sapping her life and drying up the feeble streams of existence how do you feel this morning said belle laying her hand tenderly upon her forehead better much better she replied with an attempt at cheerfulness in her voice i am so glad that mother graham is here it is like letting the sunshine into these gloomy rooms to have her around it all seems like a dream to me i remember carrying a large bundle of work to the store that my employer spoke harshly to me and talked of cutting down my wages i also remember turning into the street my eyes almost blinded with tears and that i felt a dizziness in my head the next i remember was seeing a lady feeding my children and a gentleman coming in with auntie graham yes said bell fortunately after i had seen you i met with mr clifford who rendered me every necessary assistance his presence was very opportune just then bell turned her eyes toward the door and saw mr clifford standing on the threshold ah said he smiling and advancing this time the old adage has failed which says that listeners never hear any good of themselves for without intending to act the part of an eavesdropper i heard myself pleasantly complimented no more than you deserve said bell smiling and blushing as she gave him her hand in a very frank and pleasant manner mrs gough is much better this morning and is very grateful to you for your kindness mine said mr clifford if you will call it so was only the result of an accident still i am very glad if i have been of any service and you are perfectly welcome to make demands upon me that will add to mrs gough's comfort thank you i am very glad she has found a friend in you it is such a blessed privilege to be able to help others less fortunate than ourselves it certainly is just a moment said bell as the voice of mrs gough fell faintly on her ear what is it dear said bell bending down to catch her words who is that gentleman his face and voice seem familiar it is mr clifford paul clifford yes do you know him yes i knew him years ago when i was young and happy but it seems an age since oh isn't it a dreadful thing to be a drunkard's wife yes it is but would you like to speak to mr clifford yes ma'am i would mr clifford said bell mrs Gough would like to speak with you do you not know me said mary looking anxiously into his face i recognized you as soon as you moved into the neighbourhood i am very glad i feared that i was so changed that my own dear mother would hardly recognize me don't you think she would pity and forgive me if she saw what a mournful wretch i am yes i think she has long forgiven you and longs to take you to her heart as warmly as she ever did and my father i believe he would receive you but i don't think he would be willing to recognize your husband you know he is very set in his ways mr clifford i feel that my days are numbered and that my span of life will soon be done but while i live i feel it my duty to cling to my demented husband and to do all i can to turn him from the error of his ways but i do so wish that my poor children could have my mother's care when i am gone if i were satisfied on that score i would die content do not talk of dying said bell taking the pale thin hand in hers you must try and live for your children's sake when you get strong i think i can find you some work among my friends there's mrs roberts she often gives out work and i think i will apply to her mrs james roberts on st james street near sixteenth yes do you know her yes said mrs gough closing her eyes wearily i know her and have worked for her i think she is an excellent woman i remember one morning we were talking together on religious experience and about women speaking in class and conference meetings i said i did not think i should like to constantly relate my experience in public there was often such a lack of assurance of faith about me that i shrank from holding up my inner life to inspection and she replied that she would always say that she loved jesus and i thought oh how i would like to have her experience what rest and peace i would have if i could feel that i was always in harmony with him miss bell i hope you will not be offended with me for i am very ignorant about these matters but there was something about mrs roberts dealings with us poor working people that did seem to me not to be just what i think religion calls for i found her a very hard person to deal with she wanted so much work for so little money but mrs goff the times are very hard and the rich feel it as well as the poor but not so much it curtails them in their luxuries and us in our necessities perhaps i shouldn't mention but after my husband had become a confirmed drunkard and all hope had died out of my heart i hadn't time to sit down and brood helplessly over my misery i had to struggle for my children and if possible keep the wolf from the door and besides food and clothing i wanted to keep my children in a respectable neighborhood and my whole soul rose up in revolt against the idea of bringing them up where their eyes and ears would be constantly smitten by improper sights and sounds while i was worrying over my situation and feeling that my health was failing under the terrible pressure of care and overwork mrs roberts brought me work what will you do this for she said displaying one of the articles she wanted made i replied one dollar and twenty-five cents and i knew the work well worth it i can get it done for one dollar she replied and i am not willing to give any more what could i do i was out of work my health was poor and my children clutching at my heart-strings for bread and so i took it at her price it was very unprofitable but it was better than nothing why that is very strange i know she pays her dressmaker handsomely that is because her dressmaker is in a situation to dictate her own terms but while she would pay her a large sum for dressmaking she would screw and pinch a five-cent piece from one who hadn't power to resist her demands i have seen people save twenty-five or fifty cents in dealing with poor people who would squander ten times as much on some luxury of the table or wardrobe i often find that meanness and extravagance go hand in hand yes that is true still mrs goff i think people often act like Mrs. Roberts, more from want of thought than want of heart, it was an old charge brought against the Israelite. My people doth not consider what is the matter, my dear said Bell, a few mornings after this conversation, as she approached the bedside of Mary Gough. I thought you were getting along so nicely, and that with proper care, you would be on your feet in a few days, but this morning you look so feeble and seem so nervous and depressed do tell me what has happened and what has become of your beautiful hair oh you had such a wealth of tresses i really loved to toy with them was your head so painful that the doctor ordered them to be cut oh no she said burying her face in the pillow and breaking into a paroxysm of tears oh miss bell how can i tell you she replied recovering from her sudden outburst of sorrow why what is it darling i'm at a loss to know what has become of your beautiful hair with gentle womanly tact bell saw that the loss of her hair was a subject replete with bitter anguish and turning to the children she took them in her lap and interested and amused them by telling beautiful fairy stories in a short time mary's composure returned and she said miss bell i can now tell you how i lost my hair last night my husband or the wreck of what was once my husband came home his eyes were wild and bloodshot his face was pale and haggard his gait uneven and his hand trembling i have seen him suffering from mana pow too and dreaded lest he should have a returning of it mrs graham had just stepped out and there was no one here but myself and children he held in his hand a pair of shears and approached my bedside i was ready to faint with terror when he exclaimed mary i must have liquor or i shall go wild he caught my hair in his hand i was too feeble to resist and in a few minutes he had cut every lock from my head and left it just as you see it oh what a pity and what a shame oh miss gordon do you think the men who make our laws ever stop to consider the misery crime and destruction that flow out of the liquor traffic i have done all i could to induce him to abstain and he has abstained several months at a time and then suddenly like a flash of lightning the temptation returns and all his resolutions are scattered like chaff before the wind i have been blamed for living with him but miss bell were you to see him in his moments of remorse and hear his bitter self-reproach and his earnest resolutions to reform you would as soon leave a drowning man to struggle alone in the water as to forsake him in his weakness when every one else has turned against him and if i can be the means of saving him the joy for his redemption will counterbalance all that i have suffered as a drunkard's wife chapter ten